And during our time of fasting and prayer together, I sensed the Holy Spirit speak to me these two words, it's time. I feel like that's what he's saying to our church, to our area. Matter of fact, why don't you say it right now? Say it's time. It wasn't urgent, it wasn't strained, and it wasn't forceful. It was very calm, but very direct. It's time. And so I'm going to ask you as we get ready for the word, if you'll stand up on your feet, some of the verses will be up on the screen uh, as we read God's word together. And I believe we're going to find out through his scriptures how much and how often he talks about time. I believe it was a prophetic announcement to me and to our church, and I was immediately reminded of God's word in Esther, chapter 4, verse 14. It says this, if you persist in staying silent at a time, so I say time, like this, help and deliverance will arrive from someplace else. Who knows? Maybe you were made for such a time as this. Romans 13, 11, you know the times in which we are living. It's time. Our salvation is nearer now than when we first became believers. Ecclesiastes 3, 1, everything on earth has its own time and its own season. One more verse, Ecclesiastes 8, 6. There is a right time, somebody say time, to do everything. For the next few moments, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, I want to talk from a message titled, It's Time to Grow. It's time to grow. Look at your neighbor, say, neighbor, you need to grow up. <laughs> you need to grow up. You need to grow up. It is time to grow. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so, so much for your word. Thank you for these people. Holy Spirit, I thank you in advance for what you're about to do in our lives. Help us to grow right now, today, in this moment. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Fist bump three people as you grab your seat and say, let's grow. Let's grow. Let's grow. Let's grow. I believe the title in our teaching today reveals this truth, and I want you to go ahead and write it down because we're going to jump right in. Point number one, real growth takes time. Real growth takes takes time. Nobody likes to say amen at, at moments like those because they're like, I don't, I don't want to take time to grow. Real growth takes time. Change takes time. Development takes time. Maturity takes time. Real sustainable growth, long lasting growth takes time. And even though we know this, many of us continue to beat ourselves up because we set unrealistic timetables for our convergence. We expect God to change us based on our expectations, our schedules, our deadlines, as opposed to his purposes and timeline. Real growth takes time. And we would do good to realize that the best things in life take time. I've learned this lesson early, but not early enough, because at times I still wrestle with this tension of time, this tension of waiting, this idea of patience. And if you're anything like me, you want everything quick, fast and in a hurry. I want it now, at the snap of a finger, in the blink of an eye, at the speed of light, this very second. I used to think, I thought that my dreams would come true as quickly as I had them. This, this idea of impatience. I wanted things in the moment because I was so eager to have them right now. Yet I have to remind myself that real growth takes time. Aren't we funny like that? Aren't we funny creatures like that? We're, we're so prone to the now that we sometimes think not now means not ever. That if they were to tell us, wait a moment, we would think that means wait for eternity. We're so impatient. We can't spare one minute. We can't wait one second longer. We're so consumed with instant gratification. Fast cash. Come on, cash advance spots. They're popping up all over the place. 
Fast food. We like our food in a hurry. That's why we really love Chick-fil-A. It's not that just that the chicken is good, it's that they're fast. That's why some of you used to like McDonald's, but it's not, nowadays it just it doesn't seem to be working. <laughs> we like things so fast that we like fast deliveries, like Amazon Prime. Some of us, we, we shop on, on Amazon Prime, and if it doesn't say Prime, we just skip it. We're like, no, nah, it doesn't provide quick, now, fast, in a hurry. Uber Eats, all these things that have come, we want fast deliveries. We want, matter of fact, we like fast shopping, convenient shopping. That's why we have Instacart. Like, we love Instacart. <laughs> the younger people, uh, and we say that, but now I'm seeing a lot more older people on social media, Instagram. We love instant gratification. We want everything now, and we all can be so impatient. Somebody say impatient. Think about this. Think about this. We can't wait to grow up. All the young people said, amen. We're dying to live, dying to finish high school so that we can go to college, dying to finish college so that we can start a career, dying to get married so that we can have children, dying for kids to grow up so that they can leave the house, <laughs> dying to retire only to discover that you're just dying. And in the body of Christ, one of the main issues we face is the issue of impatience. Let me give you a definition for impatient. It's giving up what you want most for what you want now. Giving up what you want most for what you want now. And I've just decided that I'm going to change the way I see the word impatient. I'm going to change the way I think when I'm tempted with impatience. Instead of becoming impatient, I choose to say over and see myself like this. Instead of I'm patient or impatient, I start saying I'm patient. I'm patient. I'm a patient person. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind sitting in a moment of time. So Pastor Will, what is patience? Here's the definition for patient. The ability to accept or tolerate delays, detours, distractions, problems, or suffering without becoming angered, annoyed, anxious, or eager. Are you patient this morning? So if you want the best things in life, you must realize it will cost you time. Somebody say time. Romans 15, 4. The scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Romans 8, 25. We hope for something we have not yet seen and we patiently wait for it. Do you patiently wait for God's promises? Real growth takes time. Just to be a, a little light right here, good food takes time. Amen. You don't microwave a steak. You don't get pregnant today and have children tomorrow. Raising children takes time. You don't get married today and give advice on, on marriage tomorrow. It takes time. In sports, timing matters. If you're swinging a bat, you better believe timing matters. If you're pitching, you better believe timing matters. In comedy, timing matters. It's not if you can tell a joke or not, it's do you have good timing? Can you set up the joke? In music, it's not can you read music or not, it's can you keep time? All the worship leaders said amen. Y'all know people that don't have rhythm. You know, you've, you've seen them. <laughs> timing. In speaking, if you think timing doesn't matter when someone speaks, why is it that we know when the preacher goes too long? Some of you are looking at your clock right now. Pastor Mark's not here. We usually get out about 11.15. Timing matters. Some of you, you don't understand this, you don't realize this, but time matters because the best things in life take 
time. Think about this. Jesus shows up in his entrance and his exit to this world is how we measure time with our calendars. B.C. and A.D. Time matters. Just about everything in life is influenced by time and seasons. I made decisions this morning based on time. I knew how long I could stay in the shower this morning based on what time it was. I got dressed based on how much time I had left. I have to keep track of time because if I lose it, I will always be late. And in my opinion, if I'm late, I lose. Time matters. Pastor Mark would even say it this way. He would say, time is money. My pastor uh, in Mississippi, my spiritual father, he used to say this. If someone will steal your time, they'll steal your money. Time matters. And I don't want to show up late to church because if God moves during worship and I missed it because of time, because I mismanaged my time, I just want to sit in his presence. I don't want to be in a hurry to leave the king's presence. I want to be here anytime the doors are open. That's why I've given my life away to this ministry. Time. We have to be mindful of time. Breathing is measured by time. Circulation is measured by time. Heartbeat and pulse is measured by time. We measure work in time. You get paid based on time. You get vacation based on time. Some of y'all like, I need more time, boss. I need, I need more time. We measure distance by time. We measure speed by time. We measure edu education by time with credit hours. Everything seems to be affected by time. Real growth takes time. And I want to ask you this morning, do you know what time it is in your life? That's a, that's a very specific, deep to the core question. Do you know what time it is in your life? We've got watches on our wrists, phones in our pockets, our stoves, our microwaves, and even our cars know what time it is. But do you know what time it is in your life? God is showing us over and over that in nature, creation, and even procreation, that time matters. And I believe God wants us to know it's time. Somebody say it's time. It's time to cooperate, submit, and align with God's timing. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, it says, pay careful attention then to how you walk. Not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. We got to understand time. And there are two areas that we can use to measure growth in our life. And how we manage these areas will dictate and determine the life we experience. Number one, how you spend your time or your watch. How you spend your time. Number two, how you spend your money, your wallet. You know, if I were to do an audit of your account right now, I'm not asking you to, but if I did, I can, talk, I can see what you value based on how much money you spend. But I could also see what you value based on, if I did an audit of your life based on your time, what you value. A large part of our growth will be measured by what or who we give our time, our talent, and our treasure to. And if we mismanage our time, we will mismanage our life. Because whatever we mismanage, we will lose. And you can tell a lot by a person by how they spend their time. So if, so if we're going to grow, if you're going to grow, if we're going to be better this year, we must steward our time better. We need to change how we see time. We need to utilize our time. We need to be mindful of our time. Because as the Holy Spirit said to me, I want to say to you, it's time. It's time. Time is something we don't have a lot of, yet others of us think we have all the time in the world. That seems to be the, the uh, chasm between two generations. The older generation would say to people like myself or younger, you better take advantage of the time that you have. Or if they tell them how old they are and what they plan on doing with their life, you say, oh, man, you got all the time in the world. 
But then the opposite is true. People who, who, are, who are a little bit older and wiser and have a little bit more life experience, they would say, man, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time. It's interesting to me. So the next thing I want you to write down is this. We don't waste or spend time, we invest it. We do not waste or spend time, we invest it. Time is an investment. Whether you want to believe it or not, it is an investment. It's a moment in eternity. We can't get more of it and we can't afford to waste it. We don't really have a lot of time to make an eternal impact. I'm going to explain more about that later, but I want to ask you, how will you invest your time? How are you currently investing your time? We, we, man, as a matter of fact, we must invest our time in things that will outlast us. We must invest our time in things that will outlive us. That is why I love that I get to spend the rest of my life giving it away. Because I get to invest my time in a generation that will invest their gifts, their talents, their time into my children. It's all about investments. You're making an investment in me every time I see you and we speak. Whether you realize it or not. It's all about investment. For example, I want us to walk away from today realizing this. Prayer is not time wasted. It's time invested. Fasting is not time wasted. It's time invested. Worship is not time wasted. It's time invested. Reading my Bible, going to church, small groups, freedom groups, sharing my faith is time invested. What are you investing your time in? Are you investing your time in people? Are you investing your time in your hobbies? Are you investing your time in your family? Or are you investing your time in your job? Where are you investing your time? I don't want us to go another day thinking about our jobs, our relationships, or anything else for that matter as a waste of time. You're not wasting time, you're investing it. How will you invest your time? And time isn't just measured in how we spend it. It is, in, it is ultimately revealed in how we invested it. When your children get raised, when they, as they grow and you watch their life, that, that revelation of who, who you were and how involved you were in their life will be revealed based on the investments of time you made. We have to invest time. Is this making sense? And there are things that we learn from waiting. There are things that you and I learn from suffering. There are things that we learn from tests, trials, and time. But our impatience is also a sign of our spiritual immaturity. I'm going to say that again. Our impatience is a sign of our spiritual immaturity as believers. Christians should be some of the most patient people on the planet. And yet Sundays after service, we can't even wait on our meal. Wow. We, we tend to be some of the most impatient people. And to me, that communicates to lost people. It's a sign of our spiritual immaturity. And the verses we read earlier reveal that it takes time to grow, even though growing is a natural part of life. If you don't believe me, growth can happen whether you want it to or not. I'll explain. We grow old whether you want it to or not. I tell the students, uh, you know, I feel like y'all should put this in your pocket. I tell the students, I ain't getting older, I'm getting better. Don't get it twisted. I will still put these hands on you in Jesus' name. I'm not getting older, I'm getting better. We grow old, we grow tall, we grow wide, we grow hair, we grow bald. We grow weak, we grow strong. Growth isn't always easy, but it is always necessary. Hebrews 5, 12 through 14, by now, somebody say by now. You should have been teachers. You should have been, te you should have been a life group host. 
By now, you should be leading a small group. By now, you should have been teachers. But once again, you need to be taught the simplest things about what God has said. You need milk. Somebody say, he needs some milk. No, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Man, I almost lost the whole service just then. <laughs> he needs some milk. <laughs> you need milk instead of solid food. People who live on milk are like babies who don't really know what is right. Solid food is for mature people who have been trained to know right from wrong. 1 Corinthians 13, 11. This is a very familiar verse for most of us. Some of you could quote it. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned, reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. We have to have childlike faith, but not be childish in our faith. We got to have childlike faith, but you can't be childish in your faith. And that's a word. Why is that, Pastor Will? Because the goal of the church is to present every believer as complete, prepared, ready, and mature. It's time to grow. God's goal in our assignment as pastors, as spiritual leaders in your life is your spiritual maturity. I heard Pastor Keith Chilson say this. If y'all haven't met him, uh, he did a podcast with Pastor Adam, and he, he said these words. He said he was writing out things about trying to uh, for mem membership for his church at one one season of his life and he said when you sign this this membership agreement what you're signing up for is you're you're signing up for me to correct you you're signing up for me to speak into your life you're you're giving me permission to not just encourage you not just to you know bless you but to also correct you it's time to grow up that's what discipleship is it's the process of maturation it's the process of growth Yet we have Christians who don't know enough Bible to have spiritual conversations. We are in the Bible belt. We are the belt buckle of the Bible belt and cannot have spiritual conversations. Well, I've been saved for years. I grew up in church, yet you still don't know how to love. You still don't know how to forgive. You still don't worship. You still don't serve. I'm not trying, I'm, it's not my intention to be mean this morning. It's my intention not to call you out. It's my intention to call you up, to call all of us up, to call us all to maturity and spiritual growth. It's time to grow. And I've just settled in my mind that my job is to equip, develop, disciple, encourage the saints for the work of the ministry with the blessing of my pastor. I'm going to dig deep and unearth the God-given potential in people into each and every person I touch. I'm going to challenge and pray that the Holy Spirit speaks and convicts. I'm going, I'm going to water and plant and believe for increase. And I just believe people are going to come to church to hear something that takes them deeper because people are coming to this house. Something that helps them grow. People who want to be mature and don't leave because something was said that challenged their traditions or their preferences. Man, it's time to grow. Let me say it this way, and if I could just segue for a moment and say this, there is no age limit on anointing and there is no expiration date on calling. There is no age limit on anointing and there is no expiration date on calling. We don't have permission to use our age or our stage in life to stay where we are. It's time. Anointing doesn't ask you how old you are. Calling doesn't ask you how old you are. Wisdom doesn't ask you how old you are. Faith doesn't ask you how old you are. There are no age limits on there are no age limits or expiration dates on anointing and calling in your life. The Bible says the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. That means no matter at what point in your life he spoke it over you, he will not take it back. 
God used young David and Father Abraham. What makes you think he can't use you? It's time. So I want to ask you this question this morning. Does your age reflect your spiritual maturity? Does your age reflect your spiritual maturity? If it doesn't, it's time. Because if we're honest, some of us have been saved longer than some believers have been alive. And you are still as spiritually mature as a brand new Christian. That's, that's, a, that's sobering to think of. And if I could be so bold to say that what is frustrating to a pastor is also disheartening to God. Is the fact that people come to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, and make little to no spiritual progress, even though they're attending worship services regularly. It's time to grow. It's time to grow out of infancy into maturity. To grow into intimacy with God and into adulthood spiritually. So I challenge you with this. If no one benefits from Sundays but you, you're still immature. If no one benefits from Wednesdays but you, you're still immature. People should be growing as a result of your growth. It is time to grow. Somebody say it's time. These verses reveal this. They reveal you should be leading by now. You should be doing more by now. It means it's time to put away childish things. Listen to me. Comparison is childish. It's childish. Pretending is childish. That's what children do. It's time to put that away. But you like pretending so that you can portray to be the smartest person in the room. We've all been there. We've all done it. You like pretending so that you can play like you're the most spiritual person hiding behind scriptures and verses that you can quote but don't fully understand. Uh-oh. We can't say amen to moments like that because I feel like you're talking about me, Pastor Will. I've been there. I've done it. I'm not saying it to you because I'm condemning you. I'm saying it to you because I've done it. Quoted scriptures that I haven't fully allowed to be applied in my life. And if we're going to be really, really honest, the reason we stay in those rooms is because we're too insecure to be with people that are better than us, that challenge us, that question us. So we rather stay small pretending to be big. It's a mindset. Refusing to go. So please hear me. When you're growing, it's impossible to stay small. Our church is growing. It's impossible to stay small. Our youth ministry is growing. It's impossible to stay small. And I'm not talking about numbers. I'm talking about depth. You should see these students worship. Our kids' first ministry is growing. It's impossible to stay small. And our church has to reflect the growth that's taking place in every department. Because if, you, if you're still talking, acting, believing the way you were 10 years ago, I want you to know it's time to grow. It's time to let God mature you. It's time to let God grow you. We're past the goo goo gaga stage now. If your baby is four or five years old and they're still you know, going goo goo gaga, let's take them to a speech therapist or something because it's, it's time to grow. We, again, I'm not, I know we're joking and this is not to diminish anything like that. It's to say we, we, we have to always be growing. We're past bottles and milk. We're on to solid food now. We should be past the, God, I read my Bible today stage. We should be past the, God, I listened to some worship music on the way to work today stage. God, you'd be proud of me. I listened to one song of worship today. It was only seven rap songs, but it was one worship song. You should be real proud of me. It's time because what got you here, what got you to this moment is great, but what's going to take you to the next level of growth is putting away childish things somebody shout let's grow but in order to grow we have to understand timing and seasons 
God uses time, but he's not subject to time. He exists outside of time, and the Bible often refers to time as seasons. Somebody say seasons. For everything has a time and a season. And we have to realize that some relationships are seasonal. Some people are a reason and others are a season. Some opportunities are seasonal. And not only do we, not, do we need to understand time, we need to recognize and utilize that seasons change. They change. Do you know what time it is? Matthew 16, 3. You know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. It's hard to step into a new season when you're still living in the old one. It's hard. That's why for some of us it's 2023, but for others of you it's still 2022. And I could just, I could have just said this, you know, we could have came out right after worship, which worship was so good today. I just, I love our church. And I could have came out and I could have said, it's your season. It's a new day. Fresh anointing. Flowing your way. We could have just, we could have sang that for about, you know, 10 minutes. And somebody would have shouted with expectation and excitement. And they would have walked out. I would have been like, high five your neighbor right down on your wait, right, right down on your receipt when you pay your waitress. It's my season. It's a new day. But we fail to realize, number three, we live by seconds, but God works in seasons. We live by seconds, but God works in seasons. Ecclesiastes 3.1. I'm not going to read all of this. One through eight. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity, every purpose under the heavens. God works in seasons. Life comes in seasons, but the problem is we live life in seconds. And when we do this, we make some really dumb mistakes because all we can see is right now. For most of us, that is the, 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 it's the furthest point we could see is right now in this moment. We can't, we can't see past the next second to make sense of the next season. It's, it's frustrating. See, the reason I can see right now and not get overwhelmed with where I currently am is because I know, I know it's connected to a bigger season. I know every season has a purpose, and I start praying and asking God, what are you teaching me in this season? Because God sees seasons while all I see is seconds. While all I see is moments, God sees everything. It's easy to get tunnel vision and live life through the lens of now. It's so easy. People who often live for now oftentimes are people who are going through troubling times. How, how, how is that? Because when they're frustrated, stressed, stretched, overwhelmed, and we need to rest in the fact that we're, what you're going through in life right now is just a season. That's, we just, it seems to be overwhelming in a troubling time because all we can see is right now. But James chapter 1 verse 3 says this, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance, your perseverance has a chance to grow. Somebody say grow. So let it grow for when your endurance, your patience is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete. You will be mature, needing nothing. It's just a season. It's just a season. People ask me all the time now, they say, uh, they ask, uh, Will, how are you and Lindsay doing? Y'all doing Okay. Everything good? And that's a very vague question. So, you know, I started doing this. I started asking people, how are you really doing? You know, I had that really in there because then if they tell me a lie, they lie to me, you know, and it's, you know, it's a whole thing. But I'm like, oh, okay, you're doing well. You're, you know, whatever. But they asked me, how, Will, how are you and Lindsay doing? And I literally say this. I say it's the best season of my life. I say it's the best season of my life. And I'm not trying to, like, simplify, oversimplify the moment. It really is the best season of my life. Is every part of it good? No. But I trust that I'm not in a second. I'm not in a moment. I'm in a season. 
This is the best season of my life because God works in seasons and we need to realize this, that we can't be fruitful out of season. You can't produce out of season. You can't grow out of season. Lindsay and I knew that when we came to Dothan, it wasn't just the right time. It was the right season. Because if we came, if we came too early, we wouldn't be ready. If we came too late, we would have missed our time. We weren't ready in that season. So I know you have a purpose. I know you have a calling over your life. But do you understand the season and the time? My prayer for us is this. God would teach us to know the seasons. That God would teach me to know my season. That God would teach me that he would show me when to know my time. Somebody say it's time. We have to do things at the right time or we're not going to have the right impact. Ask yourself today, what does God why does God have me here? Why am I alive for this time? Number four, write this down. It's time to grow because we don't have time to waste. It's time to grow because we do not have time to waste. James chapter four, verse 14. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. Your life is like a fog. You can see it for a short time, but then it goes away. It's time because you don't have as much time as you think you have. Life is but a moment of time. Therefore, we need to use it, not misuse it, not abuse it, not mismanage it. John chapter 9, verse 4. All of us must quickly carry out the tasks assigned to us by the one who sent me, for there is little time left. We don't have time to waste. We're not guaranteed more time. We're just granted an amount of time. That's it. What are you doing with it? Number five. Because the more time I spend with God, the more I grow. The more time you spend with God, the more you grow. If I could expound a little bit, the more time you spend around God's people, the more you grow. That's why we celebrate small groups. That's why we celebrate freedom groups. The more time you spend doing the things of God, the more you grow. But we have to invest time. There are certain decisions and investments you will make that will last for eternity. And Pastor Mark has a definition for success. I think he got it from Pastor Wayne. I want to share it with you. It's this. And I may not get it completely accurate, but I want to share it with you. Success, the progressive achievement of God's goals and God's time. Is that right? The progressive achievement of God's goals and God's time. Why the progressive achievement? Why slow growth? Because we don't need to confuse slow growth with no growth. You can't always see what's happening under the ground. That doesn't mean the plant's not growing. Don't confuse slow growth with no growth. Slow growth, it's sustainable. It's scalable. And success can be measured by growth because healthy things grow. Now, the opposite is also true. Unhealthy things can grow. But usually, healthy things grow at a more sustainable rate. And Pastor Mark mentioned to the staff that 2023 would be a year of sacrificial growth. It was a blessing at first. We were like, oh man, we heard growth. He was like, sacrificial growth. Why sacrificial? Because we cannot have growth without sacrifice. You cannot have growth without giving something up. We will only grow to the level we are willing to die. Growth is going to cost us something. It's going to cost us time. Real growth takes time. The best things in life take time. So I don't know about you, but this excites me. And I hope you're ready because if, you're, if you are ready, if you are excited, as Pastor Mark said when he closed out that staff meeting, here we grow. Here we grow. As I mentioned, we all have an amount of time on this earth. 
some is longer than others, but we all have a timestamp. We all have a timestamp, and I have this, this rope here. And this rope is going to represent a measure of time. Uh, just imagine, you know, uh, yeah, I got a lot of knots in it, like some of our lives. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, but this part measures our time. I, I did green. I color coordinated it, y'all, because I'm bougie like that. And we got some electrical tape. Um, and I just, you know, it's real pretty. So <laughs> I was going to do green, yellow, red. But when I explain it, you'll understand why I didn't do red back here for all my... Uh, you know my saints so uh green is going to represent maybe you know when you're born when your life starts and you know maybe up to age 20 25 30 somewhere in there and everything seems to be like going forward like there's excitement there's momentum there's energy and then yellow life tends to slow down you know uh kind of in the middle you go through a midlife crisis we're not gonna talk about that but you know at 30 you start your career the job that you hate sometimes uh, and um, you start your family you get married you have kids and now you're watching them in this stage and things kind of continue and you work all the way up to retirement and then blue is the retirement stage I didn't want to do red because red means stop and I didn't want you to think you get to stop right here you don't blue just seem nicer it for some of us it could kind of be a sad time but it shouldn't be because you have a lot to invest in, the, in people that are here and here so blue represents this time and then this red mark is the end of your life and then the rest of this time, this, this rope, if you will, it represents eternity. And it, it just keeps going on. I don't even know if I'm in the camera shot. I'm sorry, guys, in the back. It just, it kind of keeps going on forever. Like, it's just, it's just a lot. So imagine you're living all this, this part of your life, and then it impacts eternity. It just continues to go on. And the reason I want to share this is the day, it, between the day you were born and the day you die, on, on our, our tombstones, there seems to be a, a stamp. It's a little dash, and it represents our time here on earth, our impact. The smallest thing represents the amount of time we spend on earth. And I want to ask you, what are you doing with your time? How are you investing your time? And if we could imagine, again, like I said, this road just goes on forever around the world, like a number of times, just eternity. It's like the Energizer Bunny. It just keeps going and going. It, you know, it's a long time. Now, I want you to think of this rope that way. And as I mentioned, the short time that we have on earth, this seems to be all we're consumed with. We get consumed with everything in this moment of life, everything that bothers us in this moment of life, how much money we're going to make. We say things like this, oh, I can't wait till I retire to live in this part of my life. All, and young people, I can't wait till I'm grown and I'm going to move out and live in this part of my life. Or young people, I can't wait till I'm in college. I'm going to save some money so I can enjoy this part right here. I'm going to travel. I'm going to eat well. We are consumed with this. But what about all this time in eternity? What about all this time? It just keeps, it just keeps going. What, what are you going to do with, with, with the rest of the time? Why would I spend the little time I have trying to make myself as comfortable as possible, enjoying myself now as much as I can in this place where, where I spend the least amount of time? Why am I so fixated on a moment? when I'm living for eternity. I would much rather spend my, invest my life in the mission and call of God on my life so that the moment I hit that red mark, the moment I step out of this moment of time into eternity, it, 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 it impacts everything else. I would much rather live for that. So what I, I gave you this illustration for this reason. Please hear me. Don't make temporary decisions that have permanent consequences. What's the point of this, Pastor Will? It's this. 
Life is short and eternity is long. Life is short. It's time to grow. So I want to ask you, where will you spend your, your forever as a result of how you invested your time? You should be encouraged right now because in this moment, you still got time. You still have time. I'm, pers I'm personally encouraged by the prophet prophetic words of Jesus that he spoke as he had an encounter with the woman at the well. And it says this, John 4, 23, a time is coming. In fact, it is already here. Even now, the true worshipers are being led by the Spirit to worship the Father according to the truth. These are the ones the Father is seeking to worship him. It's time. 2 Corinthians 6, 2, for he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Romans 13, 11, you know what sort of times we live in. And so you should live properly. It's time to wake up. It's time to grow. You know that the day when we will be saved is nearer now than when we first put our faith in our Lord. I want to pray for us. And when I pray, I want us to keep our heads bowed because we're going to go into a moment of time to allow people to make a decision for their eternity. Will you pray with me? Father, help us to be aware of, our, of the time. Let us recognize the times we are living in. Help us realize that it's time to grow. It's time for us to develop. It's time for us to mature. It's time for us to grow.